guys. Welcome back to Faded Truth. Thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing and showing your support. I love all you guys. Today I have a musician, songwriter, producer. You've seen him open up for names like Big Sean, Wiz Khalifa. I got Mr. James Wade in the building. Humble, man. I'm really happy for you to be here, man. I appreciate you inviting me. Do I have to say I am or can I just say James no, Wade? No, you can just okay. say James Wade. How are you feeling today? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How about you? I'm great. I just fed James, guys. Fire. <laughs> Was it good? Fire, yeah. See, yeah. I'm telling y'all, I know how to cook now. Got... I can't play with my green chef. Shit. Yeah. She okay. got a wrist on her. She got a wrist on her. <laughs> Whipping. Well, we had, we had a, uh, I think, like Mexican black bean salad or something. But oh, it was vegan, fine. which he approves of. You know, I got the vegan on the show. And um, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Thank you for breaking bread with me. Of course. Cheers. Oh, How's your margarita? <laughs> Guys, I, I made him straight liquor in a cup. <laughs> I love it. So, I know you grew up um, Georgia. Yeah. Stone Mountain, is that yes. near Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. We like right outside Atlanta. So, it's, it's still actually considered Atlanta. But we zone six. We here. That's actually where Childish Gambino is from as well. Is that where uh, Black is from too? Yes. Okay, actually. yeah, because yeah, I always used to hear him say zone six. Yes, yeah, I love him. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so grew up in Georgia. I know you moved around a lot around the country and then you finally made it over here to Vegas. Yes. So tell me a little bit about why you was moving around a lot, like Um honestly it was a blessing, man. I think it was uh just kind of like time and like my my mother was always just trying to find like an area that really fit for us. Mm -hmm. So like we went from Arkansas to Texas, um, to Illinois. And I would always Was spend, any of that like, shocking for you? Hell yeah. Like, like, I'm not going to lie, man. That was traumatic. It was traumatic growing okay. up, to be real. Because it was like, I was moving every, like, two or three years. I was always that person, like, trying to build a little group of friends and, and really just kind of get settled in, see some stability, and then we'd up and move again. So um, I ended up actually going to high school in Illinois, and then I went to college in Ohio. And by that point, it was just so natural for me to just kind of move around and look at scenes that I was just kind of moving all over. I came out here in 2012 and I did a show in LA and then I did a show in Vegas and it was my first time on the West coast and I just, I fell in love. So I was like, yo, I got to move out there. So a couple of years later, I just made the move. Okay. So did you go to LA first or just Vegas first? No, just, just Vegas first. Cause I actually, um, I had some family that lived out here. Okay. So it was like, um, and I actually, man, when like, when I did both shows and when I spent times in both areas, I actually like Vegas better. I actually okay. really enjoyed Vegas. Like I was like, I went back home. I was like, man, you don't know what the West Coast is like. It's crazy Shit. over there. Because like, well, you're in the middle. You're in like considered what me I consider is like Midwest <laughs> from Jersey. You know, it's yeah. like ten states this way. So like, you have snow. You got like heavy snow. Like winters are brutal. Like winters are brutal on the coast. You know. Hell yeah. And I just could not do that. Like the quality of life out here is what I pay for, and it's what, and I'm paying way less for it. Facts. You know, and my peace is what I pay for. So. I'm so happy I moved to the West Coast because the quality of life is like, you can't match it. 100%. It's the clean, weather is the best. The weather. I got palm trees. Like, it don't rain. It don't snow. Yeah, it's hot. I'd rather be hot than cold any day. Man, facts. Every day of the week. You ain't catching me bundled up with fucking trash bags on my fucking feet and my sneakers <laughs> so I don't get the snow in. And like, nope, I don't want to do none of that. I used to have to on some real. I used to have to, like, it would take me like an hour to uh, shovel up all the snow just in my driveway to pull mm -hmm. my car out. Like, just an hour. Just every morning. 
Right. I'm like, like I never wanted to do nothing like that. Quality of life. Yeah. Because how are you supposed to be happy all day if you fucking in a miserable ass place, Fact. right? Fact. That's how I felt. That's why I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here before I end up like y'all. Much more happier here. No offense, love you guys, but <laughs> come visit. <laughs> okay, so basically, at what point in your life are you like? attracted to being like an artist i know you had a lot of influences like you know west coast midwest and east coast battle rapping and stuff 100%. but like at what point are you like all right i want to do this for myself like i actually want to be an artist or i want to write songs or like how does it get into it man i feel like i was called to it to be honest like i was i used to always like write i used to always be just like a, a serial writer like always just writing writing spoken word um and uh, I would do like little poetry slams and stuff like that. And people would always say to me, they're like, man, you got a real, like, you got a certain vibe to like your spoken word. It's almost like you're rapping. And then people would start saying, you know what? You should just try to make a song. Just try to make it happen. Just try to make a song. So I would do little demos and stuff like that in, in high school and like perform at little talent shows. And then I got into college. And what I would do is I would go home and I would record these demos at the crib so like i came back to school and i didn't really tell nothing about it, but i had these homeboys that would come show me around the campus they was you know upperclassmen and stuff like that and uh i'm in my room getting ready so they all come to my room and they're like uh like i'm getting ready and i'm just playing some of my music and they're like yo who is this and i'm like oh this is me and they're like they hey, yo, turn that up. Let me listen to that. And so it was like, it was really them who really got behind me and really pushed me. My dad was a big supporter. Like when he started hearing my demos, he found one of my demos in the room and he listened to it. He said, son, you got a gift. Like, so you should really go with it. And even with that, I was going to school to marketing and some other stuff, but in every class, I just couldn't stop writing. Like, I was just always in the music, always going to shows. And uh, it just got to the point where I just knew, like, I'm fighting this. I shouldn't fight it. Like, I should go ahead and just dive right in. So right before I was graduating, um, I was already offered to go on the road. And I was like, OK, cool. Released my first little mixtape with DJ Ill Will. Um, that did extremely well. And uh, after that, I was just always on the road. OK. So it's pretty dope. And when you were writing, when you were younger, what is like, what was your, what were you writing about? Was it life? Was it like just anything going by day by day experiences with friends? Like what was your, what you writing on paper 24 <laughs> seven? Yeah. You know what? Like I, I had always been told even like as a kid, like, like I've been here before. So I've always felt like it was always like mature, like subject matter. Like it was politics, um, police brutality, um, the disconnection in the black community. Like it was always some heavy, deep stuff like um, uh, suicide. You know what I mean? I had some friends who had committed suicide earlier on and uh, like I wrote songs about that. I wrote songs about like finding my identity as a black man. So. Did you grow up around people that look like you? In like the, when you moved randomly like Arkansas and like Ohio, like. I never been there, but to me, it just seems like super country, you know. And I would be scared to live there. <laughs> no, that's a, no, that's a great question. Like it was a, it was a, it was a mixture. So like a Stone Mountain was like ninety seven percent black, okay. right? So it was like all I saw was me. And then I would go to different places, and it would be like seventy thirty. And then it would also then it would start being thirty seventy, to the point where I even got into college, and it was like ninety seven percent white. Like I went to like a school that transferred over to be Ivy League. So it was 
it was all like those experiences really helped shape how I saw the world because it was always a situation where when I was when I first grew up, I was always taught to love myself and love your culture and love what you're about and the world won't be able to understand and appreciate it. But just know what you truly are. So when I got into these other environments, I had a different kind of sauce about me. And, and yeah, like, it everyone was like, probably rode your dick. <laughs> <laughs> no lie, no lie, no lie. Um, everyone wanted to be his friend. <laughs> but I, I just had this conviction that that a lot of kids that age, like no kids that age had that. Right. And like even like uh, people that went to school with me, like I see random posts where they tag me and they're like, yeah, this new kid came and it was just something different about him. Like he had a different energy and it was like, because I knew who I was. I got a lot of hell for that though. You know what I mean? I, di I didn't know how to articulate it back then when I was younger. Like I couldn't understand, like I understood it because I knew it was outside of the realm of what everybody else was doing, but I couldn't find a way to articulate that to the people around me, how I felt, you know what I mean? But it was just like that attitude. It was like, nah, I know who I am. Like you can't tell me shit. I don't know when I adopted this kind of philosophy, but it was always about like daily making sure that I'm growing in every facet of life, spiritually, physically, um, mentally. I need to make sure that socially I'm putting myself in, in great positions. And so it's very important for me to be with intention to continuously do things every single day to move the needle forward. Right. Like I cannot have a day where it's like I've just stayed still in the position. I look at all the roles that I play in life and I'm like, do something every day that's going to push you further ahead in one of those areas. And when you just do those small little steps, you kind of look back on it and you're like, damn, I'm a completely different person, mm. like in a good way. Yeah, and I've learned that you have to change your daily habits. Like basically, you know, I do so many things per day for my mental, physical, spiritual health, whatever, financial health. Like I'm just doing things to be Sorry. proactive. And before I would never do those things, you know, yeah. I wouldn't wake up and read an affirmation or say my affirmations or read a book and try and read a chapter or, you know what I mean? Like yes. fucking go outside and go on a walk or make sure I do my yoga because I know I need it. Like I wouldn't do those things. So once you start doing your self-love, you start changing as a person, 100%. you know, um, I'm high, so I don't remember where I was going with that. It was important, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. You preach it. I love it. No, for real. Um, oh, so I was going to say, so I know you were in youth ministry. Yes. Was that high school? Yes, it was. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, did you grow up in church? Yes, I did. Okay. I've, I've been in church. It, it's crazy because it's it's always been the my, my older generation. Like, my great-grandmother and my great-aunt, uh, God rest their souls, they were the ones who really, like, from the moment I was a child, they would take me. So, like, I spent a lot of time with, my, like, my elders. Like, my mother wasn't in church at that time, but I would always spend weekends with either either side, either side where we were going to church. And not only that, we'd be in Bible study. So it was like I was extremely active from a very early age, and I'm, I'm blessed um, because of that because it kept me with such a foundation that when I was moving all these places and I didn't necessarily have friends or people who um, who were like, uh, you know, devout in faith themselves. Like I still go. I went by myself. I went to this very like community church where it was like everybody in the church was like related. Like all of them, like like second, third cousins. It was like crazy. It was a very small community church. But they um, made you feel welcome. Yeah, they made me feel welcome, and and they they loved that I was there because it was like I wasn't forced to be there. I was a real young kid, and I just would. Literally, like I was only like 13, 14, I'm walking to church, walking to wherever it is, like mom not taking me, dad not around, boom, I'm in there. 
you know what I mean? And so they, they really liked that. And um, I, I always had this kind of thing. Like, they were like, hey, you're, like, great at speaking. So, you know, I, I got taught theology. You know what I mean? I stayed after, learned ministry work. And um, they asked me to do a couple sermons. I've done about four sermons. So, wow. When you were in high school or mm -hmm. when you were a teenager, you when, did the yeah. sermons? Yeah. Okay. Was, yeah. So I went to, I grew up in church, but my family was like Sunday Christians. Okay. And um, we went, to, we were Baptists. We went to Baptist church most mm. of our lives because they were really the only ones that kind of like accepted us because I have a mixed family. You know, we went there for a long time, but we weren't like following the religion, you know? And then I ended up going to a Christian high school. Mm. because my brother, he uh, was an addict. He passed away at 40. And then my sister was, you know, total hot mess too. Um, and so they were like, we don't want you to go to this school, obviously. We know it's bad, you know? Yeah. And they're like, so my, they sent me to a private Christian high school. I went for four years. And mm. um, see, with me, I feel like, depends what, I guess, your religion or whatever, but I feel like with Christianity, it's very, like, Jersey-like, like, all or nothing. You have to do this. You like, there's no, you're going to hell if you do this. You know what I mean? Like, Fair. it wasn't no, like, I could, you know what I mean? And I've always been like, I always was like, thought it was like, okay, you know, like I pray and stuff, but like, I never was like, this is going to literally make or break my life. Yeah, you know what no, I mean? 100%. Cause I feel like a lot of people think that they can pray for things and then things don't happen. And they're like, why didn't God give me this? I'm like, cause you didn't give it to you. motherfucker. Yeah, you know? No. So for me personally, I've been doing um, I feel like I'm just way more into the spirituality of like, I believe in a God mm -hmm. and I don't have to pray every day for it, but mm -hmm. I do. I'm grateful every day, you know, like 100%. I thank God, but like, I don't have to go out of my way. Like I used to and like say my bedtime prayers, you know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. And I feel like it's like, I kind of just want love for everybody. Like I want everyone to, you know what I mean? I don't think anything's right or wrong. No, I love that. I know. And, and I think, um, I love the distinction because I'm much more of a spiritual person than I am religious. Like, I feel like religion is what actually pulls people away from having a spiritual connection with a higher power, right? Even having a, that spiritual connection with yourself is because of these man-made religions, all this regulation, you start to think, well, why, is, why do these things make me feel less than? Why don't these things uplift me and encourage me versus like put me in a situation where it actually impairs me. I hear a word and I feel like it's judgmental, right? I believe in grace. I believe in mercy. I believe in just loving other people. I believe that like I'm simply supposed to walk in purpose and like whatever, God is just using me as a vessel and a light and I'm just humbly following. And that's genuinely what I do, you know what I mean? And outside of that, <clears throat> the people that I serve are everyone. So it's like, I don't, really where they are on the spectrum of anything mm -hmm. doesn't bother. I break bread with my enemies, you know what I mean? Because it's my job is to love regardless of the situation. Oh, you nice, I mean? nice, nice, nice. You break bread. You ain't getting none of my salad, <laughs> motherfucker. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I rock with that. But you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, it's, a, it's, it's to me, it's about them seeds. I do. I truly believe that. Like I'm, Every, every all these moments and all these situations and interactions, they're all tests, right? I want to pass more than I fail. Um, and I just want to make sure Everything that the end of the day, yeah, like, yeah, like the good karma, yeah, man. So, in as many good seeds as possible, because it's like I, I know I reap it, and not doing it for that reason, but just knowing, like, hey, that's my goal. My goal is to sow good seeds, 
So now are you like doing any sermons anywhere? Like, do you have any plans to like do any? Um, I don't have any plans to, but I'm always actually asked to like, um, guest speak at places. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my messages always have like a spiritual element. Um, do I think that maybe, um, later on in my journey, I might go back to that? Um, it's possible, you know what I mean? But I just, I genuinely, honestly, like it sounds really kind of off, but it's like, I genuinely just move where I'm led. Like something will tell me, reach out to this person, do this, do right. this, do this. And I feel like because I'm so centered and I'm in tune, I just do what's asked of me. So did, were you were led here. Yeah. Right. First of all, I want to say, guys, if you're wondering how to get on Faded Truth or wondering why your friends aren't on it, it's because they don't know how to approach people. Okay. You got to approach people with some fucking shit. You got to be talking about something. Do you mind if I read your thing? Of course. Of okay. course. So Mr. James Wade went in on the website where it says contact if you want to be featured, which is, you know, better than DMing me, hoping that <laughs> I'll see it. James Wade creative i'm a musician who has also spent years in ministry motivational speaking and senior leadership my message in music and in life is to help people find the best versions of themselves by development and growth and appreciating the duality of life you can be vegan read books smoke weed and love hip-hop do it all with passion love and with the intention of making every situation and person better than you found them hashtag lights on <laughs> lights <laughs> okay so this would make me want to go and be like, all right, let me see who he is because he knows how to present himself. He's into the same shit I'm into. I think light and dark is great to combine. 100%. And so I'm like, all right, you know, that will make me want to like go and look at it and look at your page and then listen to your music and be like, okay, I fucks with this. I can understand it. I can understand what he's saying. Like, you know what I mean? So 100%. kudos to you, James. Thank you. I appreciate so, you. Um, big fan, big fan. Love what you do here. Love I appreciate it. And I like the whole, I like how you say you could be vegan and then you can read books and love hip hop, you know? Yeah, man. Because, like, we could be Clatchit. I'm Clatchit, yeah. okay? Yeah. Like, I love fucking to dance. I love to go out. I love to party. <laughs> but then I also love to educate myself, yeah, you know? And when I was it. younger, that, that, like, wasn't cool. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's not cool to be, like, smart and all that stuff. So, like, you know, I was a really smart kid. But... And life, you know, turned for, you know, the worst. And I couldn't even use my smarts to, like, graduate with a degree, you know, because I had to live life and fucking yeah. survive. 100%. But, like, when we were little, it wasn't, like, cool to be, you know, smart. You were the nerd. At all. And so now, like, I like how you said we can, you know, incorporate it all together. Yeah, because, you know, honestly, um, you know, back in, like, school and stuff like that, like, I was in honors classes. Like, I tested really high on, like, the ACT. Like, I was very, like, school came very easy for me, like, just... I don't, it's kind of hard to explain, but I was not known for that. Like, I was not known for being smart because people didn't look at me and, you know, it'd be like, he's athletic, he's strong, he's like charismatic. Like, it was always something, but it was never about like what I actually thought, like the way I could process things, you know what I mean? That comprehension. And that, I, I guess that set with me for like a couple of years as I got older and stuff like that. And I always wanted to make sure like I show both sides and not only just, just in life in general, but it's like, I come from a family. Like I, I wanted to set an example, like, yo, y'all see, I go out and kick it. Y'all see, I enjoy myself. Y'all see I'm out here like living, but you see, I took care of business. 
you see, I don't, I never allowed any vices or anything that I had <laughs> right. to hinder me from getting to where I need to get. It was always about determination. Like, yo, regardless of what's in the way, we get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, people, like you say, people need to see that shit, man. People just need to know, like, you don't have to be, because I think even like with the labels and stuff like that, like people feel like they have to be a certain way. And it's like, even for me, like when I went overseas, I realized like, I would talk to people and they'd be like, you know, you just don't sound like most rappers. And I was like, I'm probably one of the only American black men that this person will ever have contact with. And the way and the perception in which they think an artist is supposed to look or sound or feel mm-hmm. is so narrow. And I have a great opportunity here to show, like you say, that duality, show that variety. Like, no, you can be dope. And you can still have these areas together as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so, yeah, I'm really trying thing. to, like, treat people better, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> like, I was just an asshole my whole life. And so I've been really trying, you know, to be, like, nicer. And then I – but I have to remind myself. I give myself grace. I love the word grace because that's what I've been giving myself, you know? Because sometimes you just got to cuss a motherfucker out. And it just has to happen. But I've been doing really well. I'm like a lot sweeter than I was like two years ago. And then for my... <laughs> I think it's something where... I didn't even go front to you. I think it's something with like... Living in all these different places, what I've realized is... no re- Every region has like a culture, right? And it's completely separate from the other culture. And like East Coast... I'll give you an example. It's the best story I can tell you. So I'm in New York at my homeboy's bachelor party. And um, we're in this like um, big ass, like it's a this big like kind of like party house. Like it's just all these stories. We walk in. You can see people outside of it, inside of it just is full. And it's like all the way to the top. Old kind of historic looking house or whatever like that. And uh, so I'm in there and I'm kind of like fumbling around. And I'm just looking around, I'm like, damn, this is so dope. And then all of a sudden, me and this dude like run into each other, like, <laughs> and uh, like we bump hard, right? And like I turn and I turn and I smile. I'm like, oh man, you good? And he's like, where are you from? <laughs> he's like, yo, that energy, keep that always. We don't get that around here. And that's kind of like what I get from like East Coast. It's very like, uh, and like, <laughs> and you good means a lot. Like, you could have hit him and been like, "You good?" Yeah. And he would have been fighting you. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, and and that was the expectation. Yeah, like, he thought that I was gonna be upset. Where it's like, I'm a southern boy. Like, I mean, we ain't no punks or nothing. But it's like we're just a lot more laid back, and a lot more mm-hmm. chill. You know, we got the southern hospitality thing going. So it's like for us, it's just we just vibing. You know what I mean? Like, let me make every situation a vibe. But like, it's certain areas where like, it's like dog eat dog. Like, out here. I never heard this before until I moved out here. Now, you know you can't trust nobody, right? I had never heard that before. I never heard that phrasing. They say that? I haven't heard that yet. I hear that a lot out here. Now, you know you can't trust nobody. Be careful. You know you can't trust nobody out here. And I'm like, why does everybody say that? I don't trust shit. I don't trust nobody out here. Fuck that. That's what I'm saying. It took a while to like get those people because if you think everyone's got the same intentions as you, yeah. you're going to be hurt, you know? And now I'm, that I'm like, 
a lot nicer. Like yeah. I'd be going out of my way to try and make people feel good, right? Yeah. And so if they don't reciprocate that energy, then that's where my jersey come out. Well, fuck you, bitch. I didn't have to be nice anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that's fair because that, there again, you know, because I'm going balance. out of my way. But like now, it doesn't like bother me as much because I feel like I'm doing what you said. I'm yeah. not doing it for something. I'm just doing it because that's gonna that's my character now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. some people look at me, you know, when I'm like, Happy Monday, what's up? And they're like. You're miserable, you know? Like, they're yeah. just like, what the fuck? So, I get it, you know? But that'll probably be the best thing that happened to them in that day, man. I got this, like, I call it the smile theory. Peep this shit, right? Now, imagine if you wake up, imagine you just, your job is like a mile from here, and you walk there every day, right? You get up every morning, you do your same shit, walk right out that door. Everybody you pass, think about how they would respond to you. Just normal, right? Okay. Now imagine a reality in which every day you woke up, you walked outside, and every single person who walked into you just smiled at you and asked you how your day was going. Think about how different you'd be at the end of that day. Now make that a week, make that a month, make that a year, make that a decade. How much different of a person are you? See, that's why we're all vessels for each other. It's like I have to be a light in situations and show the love because it gives people the opportunity to open up and show it themselves. Like, people are scared to until they see it. Right. Like, damn, that can, that can get contagious. And I'd rather it do that. You know what I mean? It was times where I, like, kept to myself and shit like that. And I realized, like, I was meant to be a light for the world. Like, that's what, that's what the Most High put me here for. So why would I hide that? Like, we're all called. It ain't about what I want. You know what I mean? It's about what it's, it's so, the I am. Uh huh. Did you put that as like an affirmation type thing, or like how did that come on the parentheses? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, it was actually because it was already a James Wade out, right? Okay. Um, that's that's how it started from a marketing standpoint. So I was like, well, how can I like still keep my name, um, but make sure I distinguish it? So I did the I am, but. I had always called I am because I am is the, the the most prolific proclamation you can make. Right. So it's I am special. I am great. I am king. You know what I mean? Talking about affirmations. That's where it came from. Which are, by the way, in the new 2022 calendar. We got our goals, to do's, and our I got affirmations. Mine. I got mine. <laughs> He's lying. He ain't get shit yet. Oh, man. I was, I was going to. I told I was going to pick it up after the interview. <laughs> <laughs> and they come in next week. So if you want, not for real. I'm, 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 I'm there. I'm about so that to... you don't have to order it online because it would be. Oh man, know. hell yeah! Good looking now. No, that's what. Oh yeah, I'll give you the money before I leave. May looks great, Cash guys. <laughs> um. Okay, so I want to get into the music. So I know you dropped two mixtapes, like three, uh, EPs, EPs, yeah. and then we're on our third album. Yes, ma'am. Which is? Go Where the Love Is. Uh, that's the third album dropping on Valentine's Day. Yes, Go ma Where the Love Is. Okay, so I know that you say you've always been a light with the love and all that. Mm -hmm. But where do you get, like, your inspiration to write these, like, these love albums? Um, It's crazy because I just feel like my music is about, like, relationships. Like, it's very relational. Relational to self. Relation to society. Relation to a loved one. Um, and it just kind of seemed to follow like kind of like a theme. Like I started off with the first album it's called, uh, and the wisdom to know the difference. So it was like finding of self, being able to defeat 
like demons that you have and be able to stand in front of that like I know better now that the my last album was called you are more beautiful than you think so that's like the self-realization of it it's like now I'm realizing who I am mm-hmm. and like I'm realizing how special and how powerful I am and then you move over into go where the love is. It's like now I find my synergy. I find my tribe. I find my community. I find the people who are like-minded because they're, they're out there and they exist. And it's also just a reminder of people because we're very used to dwelling on the negative. Like somebody could post 20 comments praising you and somebody say, oh, you terrible. And we'll focus in on that one comment, right? We, we bypass the 20 people who just told us we're amazing. Because we just get fixated on that. It's just human nature, right? So it's just a reminder. It's like you can't worry about the people who don't fuck with you. You just go where the people do. Right. Because they're out there. You go where it's actually going to be that, man. And it's special for you. Like I did a hard 75 challenge. This thing where it's like for 75 days, it was two workouts a day, minimum 45 minutes, minimum 10 pages, read it. uh, drink a gallon oh, I heard of water. About that. Oh, that's I just finished, right? Okay. I just finished like uh, Friday. So, like, as I was talking about my experience and stuff like that, I found other people who had like thought about doing it or going through it or it started. Somebody pulled me out in the store because they heard me talking to the lady about. It. He was like, "I'm doing the same thing," and like showed me this app and all this kind of stuff. And he like gave me his number, told me he wanted me to invite family and meet his family. It was like. You go from moving into spaces going like, I think this way, I feel this way, I have these beliefs, but I kind of feel like like I'm the only one. And then you start finding people who think just like you do, and then it's so much deeper. Because now it's like, no, there's a community of us. There's actually a lot of us who feel this way and, and deeply are passionate about these things. And I think when you find that, that's one of the most beautiful things you can find is that type of synergy. So it's like just moving people into that music the music that's in it is just a fucking vibe. Like, this shit cold. This shit cold, I promise you. Can we hear, like, a little sample off the album live? Oh, uh, <laughs> let me see. Let me see. No uh, rush. <laughs> I was like, man, I'll hide. I'll, be forget- I'll remember shit. Um, let me see if I... <laughs> I'm trying to think of something I could... Actually, man, I'll do it off to the phone. I'll do it off of the phone. That way I know it. Okay. You know, I'll just read it. But yeah, that shit dope, man. I'm really uh on Valentine's Day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Dropping that love, man. But it's like it, it's... Singles Day is eleven eleven, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we no. have a day. <laughs> I, I I think the other thing is is like if you want to be real, bro. I think we've gotten to a point where we are allowing like bruised ego and hurt feelings to stop us from finding um what's intended for us like we're all like going walking backwards um it's a blessing to be able to be vulnerable it's a blessing to be able to share yourself in a way that you felt safe in doing and having a period of time where that was okay because there's always that time where it was okay you know what I mean? Relationships are fluid. Like, if somebody walks out of my life, like, I appreciate the time that they were there. I don't worry about, like, the logistics of why they leave. They may return. 
they may we may get back on a on a better page or uh, understanding we may just be growing in two different situations and they may be growing in a way where i know i love you so much i gotta walk away like you ain't there yet i'll let you do your thing one day when you figure it out we'll reconnect that's how synergy works right we're so afraid to put ourselves in that position as if it's not like if you tell me at the end of it I don't like recycling. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't like no, no, not, I don't like recycling. Not not <laughs> a, nah, I've never gone like back in a relationship, but I do there are people that come in your life that like when they return there's just a space for them. Doesn't necessarily have to be what it was before. It it can't be about it's got to be what about my, what's my purpose about not what my preference is. It's got to be that. Oh, okay, let's hear the song. <laughs> <laughs> Make me feel bad over here. <laughs> 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 All right, so here we go. I'm like, I got no purpose. <laughs> James Wade's preaching over here. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> All right, so this is called Leap of Faith. Okay. Yeah, it's Jay against the regime, Rage against the machine. ACDC see me a Sage K in the beam. If I steal a base, it's just home plates for the team. Scheme, run the play, and then vacate from the scene. See, he got that glowing duck and smoke, so they know I'm coming. No discussions, get to work, just know no dirt or touch them. Couple Dutches and they puzzle when we muzzle something. Bold in public, send a code, and then the zone will crush them. Feel at home when I'm alone, but don't know who to trust in. So I just sit here on his throne and I go where the love is. Just know it's nothing, we go all out, boy. Just take this to your grave and just fall out, boy, and Godspeed. A bunch of shook ones, so they mob deep, but livestock. As soon as I drop, it's Visine. Thyme, leaf, and chai seed on the side of it. Kill, I'm Denzel. Call them Eli if the Bible's in Braille. And they'll say, if you believe it, take a leap of faith. But I'm a better decency it either way. Cash, under the mattress, I don't need a safe. Cash, under the mattress, I don't need a safe. Yeah, if you believe it, take a leap of faith. But I'm a better decency it either way. Cash, under the mattress, I don't need a safe. Cash, under the mattress, I don't need a safe. Cash. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. yeah, so that's a little bit of faith. So, yeah. All right. That's on the new album? So, yes, man. Yes, okay, ma okay. So, yeah. We doing some things, man. All right. So, uh, do you got a devil dick? Why are you abstinent? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not even gonna sit here and hold you. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I, like I be, I got a lot of homegirls, right? And they always be like, the shit that happens to you never happens to anybody. I've never, I've had dude friends my whole life. Like I've had my car keyed. I've had people like burn my, like I've seen them. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's like normal though. Car key. Man, I've like uh, broke into my house, Tired. sleeping in my house and shit. I've gotten about. I've literally had like seven restraining orders. I'm not bullshit, <laughs> and you know what it is. And this is look, this is this stuff. But I'm gonna be uh, like, I want to be like humble as hell. I what I is what I've learned it to be is, like I've had the opportunity and the privilege to be surrounded by dynamic women my entire life. Like my family is predominantly women. I got seven sisters. You know you what I mean. So, minor in women's studies. You know what I mean. So like I've, I have a, I have a good instinct on what a man should be and how a man should lead a woman by understanding what a woman is by nature. 
And I think when you get with a woman who hasn't had the opportunity to one, be with a man who at her age is still exhibits like high level leadership and has a vision. Cause you know, we play these games like, Oh, I want this. And it's like, when that motherfucker come in, it's like, yo, I got the plan. Like we doing this and it's, Oh shit. Like this is real. Right. Are we in that space? Are we really healthy and healed so we can actually enjoy this? You know what I mean? This is supposed to be some forever shit. But a lot of young ladies have not had the opportunity to be with those type of men. And so, like, when they're with a man that is, like, understanding and, and, and really concentrated on being intentional about... It's because you're emotional. Like, you have emotion, you know, as a man. Yeah. So women are attracted to that because women are emotional. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So, like, the fact that you can have a conversation and talk and, like, be on that same level, I can see that. But, like, me, I was always the non-emotional one. (laughs) And so I would just be like, I don't, like, stop bitching, stop crying about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, (laughs) what's your sign? That makes sense. I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Sag. Okay. (laughs) When's your birthday? Halloween. Okay, I'm November 26th. Oh, Oh, Halloween. My boy's birthday is Halloween, too. Um, okay, so when did you decide to go abstinent? You don't have to say how long if you don't want, but like, or what made you decide? Um, genuinely, I had peace in every aspect of my life, but like romantic relationships. And what I couldn't understand was like, what was the disconnect? Because I had great relationships with women, right? Like I have a lot of really close um, female friends who have been like very extremely supportive. Um, extremely objective, like challenge, challenged me to grow, um, encouraging, um, and just, I could call like, Hey, you know, I got this deal. I need you to go pick this stuff up from my house. Woo woo. And I had just, uh, like loyalty, like un, un, undenied loyalty. And I go, so what's the difference between these young ladies and where this other shit goes left? And it was, I wasn't sticking my dick in them. Right. Right? It was just... So you believe that men and women can have friendships without fucking? Hell yeah. Okay, great. Hell yeah, hell People yeah. always tell me that I'm crazy, and I'm like, I've done it my whole life. <laughs> me too. No, I literally... Like, <laughs> I, and like, Some like, people, you just like, you know, it's like, you love them, and I'm friends with like my guys girlfriends and their wives and shit. Like, I same. talk to them more than I talk to the guys anymore, you know? Same, same, same. Now, mine's too. And like, I, you know, I'm always that, uh, like, I always been like big bro. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm very like, yo, make sure you on your shit. Encouraging, supportive, you know what I mean? That type. I, I've never, because I don't, I don't look at women that way. Like I, I know, I know they're all beautiful. Like I know that they have, you know, something amazing to bring to the table, but I just look at it like, I'm, I'm not, it's not the, like the pursuit. It's just like. <clears throat> if, so you were just having bad luck and you were like. I'm going to cut myself off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> Gang. <laughs> Gang, uh, real shit. Yeah, and my, my boys are like, you're crazy. I'm like, I'm just like, I just don't have like the energy to give. I realize now, like, you know, my energy is fucking amazing. And who are you to get my pussy? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, real shit, man. Like, no, I'm for real. It's this just like more of a headache for me. Yes. And I don't, I personally know that I'm not like ready to jump into a relationship. 100%. So for me, I don't, I also don't want to just go and like fuck somebody that doesn't deserve it. Yeah, you know what man. I mean? Like, so yeah. I'm like trying to just do this. 
I wasn't like running from the dick and I wasn't trying to not find it, but it just doesn't come either. So yeah. it's like, you know, I'm like, let me just take a step back. Yeah. Right. Work on myself. And I'm like the happiest I've ever been. See, in my I'm life, t- and yes. this is the longest I've been without dick. And I like, I just, but I've been dreaming about it. Yo, you have dreams? You be having dr- I haven't. I haven't. I don't know what happened this retrograde, but <laughs> we had some good dreams. I don't know look, who was in them. Look, I, and I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Like, I, like you would have found me like shit five years ago. Like, it's not even the same person, right? Like, I'm like, I extremely enjoy it, but like, I am at a point where it's like, for me, um, like, I would only date to marry at this point in my life, right? Um, and so then it's like, I don't even want to play around. Like, I'd rather put myself in a situation where it's like, when she get me, she gonna be like, I didn't even know this type of nigga existed. Like, <laughs> and I, and I, and I think there's something to that rarity. I think there's something that where you could kind of stick your chest out. You could say, you know what? I did things in a very particular fashion so that when I got to you, you got me at my best. And I'm the worst version of myself when you meet me. That's amazing. That's amazing because it's all, it's it's usually the the other way around. Right, I like that because you're always going to improve. Always. So always. you're like, you're meeting me at my worst today. You're meeting, right? And that's, yeah, that's great. I like yeah. that. I'm going to use that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you thought that was bad. You mean, <laughs> you mean me at my worst, okay? <laughs> real shit, man. That's real. Well, <laughs> cheers to the journey. <laughs> cheers to the struggle. <laughs> uh, okay, so do you have any memories with Mac Miller? Did you actually meet him? Yes, yes. Um, his DJ is actually still a really great friend of mine, DJ Clockwork. I actually knew him first. But um, I remember, actually, I was kind of, I'm was i not going to lie, I was kind of salty because um, there was a company out of Cincinnati, a, uh, a promotional company. And um, they had booked this tour, and a lot of the other guys that were more in that area thought that maybe one of them would be headlining. And then they say it's this kid, like, Mac Miller. We're like, the fuck? Like, so we saw it, right? Like, now we we relegated to, like, open and acts and shit like that. And when I met him, I felt really bad about being a dick. Like, having those dickish thoughts. Because he was super cool. Like, he was super cool. Like, down to earth. Like, like one of the homeboys I would be going to school with. You know what I mean? He wasn't, he really wasn't Hollywood. Like, didn't have that in him. And it was, like, a lot of people that I've been on the road with. Nah, I ain't gonna, I don't name names and shit, but gave me that feeling where I'm like, damn, bro, I, like, really liked you. Right. And now that I've met you, I like, this is shitty. Nah, he was, yeah. he was super dope. And then, um, I saw him, we had a, a dope night when we was out in, uh, Daytona Beach. Um, just fucked up on the beach, like, kicking it, man. And it was just, I didn't realize that would be the last time that I'd be, like, kicking it with him. But that was, like, my last memory with him, like, personally. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't really, like... I listened to a couple of his songs, but I never really like listened to albums and stuff. But I think it's cool that you toured with all those people or open for all those people. Yeah, man. Um, just being, being in the, uh, I, I guess just being diligent. You know what I mean? Like I performed like whenever they wanted me to. You know what I mean? And I also learned how to put on shows and shit like that. So like when I got with these group of guys that started like putting on these tours and kind of backed money behind like a low production company you know that's all it is just a bunch of motherfuckers get together with some money 
they started, hey, we want this show and we want you on the road with them. You know what I mean? And then they would see me performing and I'd get props and love and we would, you know, exchange info. And, you know, I still was able to use a lot of connections that a lot of those guys gave me. So um, I stepped away from music for a good, like, three years, man. I had a real, like, a, I had to really kind of, like, find myself and kind of get back to, a, like, a, like, a reality. I think that the bad elements of this thing took me out of that and I had to get to the point where it was like no I'm mentally okay and I'm and the passion is back so let's do this right well I've heard artists say that that they've lost passion with you know performing and stuff and I'm like how how would you you know how could you lose passion but I mean I get it because after you do it for so long it's like some people sometimes you just need a break you know it's a grimy industry too man because like I can tell you for me man I struggle because it was always so much red tape, to be real. Like, I was always going into these spots. And I would do really well, but because I wasn't from wherever I was at, they would always, like, it would always be, like, these barriers. You know what I mean? Like, you could tell, like, there, there were other people they were trying to plug and put on that were, like, in proximity. Right. But they couldn't deny, like, what they were seeing. So they were trying to find a way to do both, and it was just, like, I just want the same put. Like, if I give you a, a the same or a better show, I want the same push. You know what I mean? And then it just got to the point where I was like, nah, I just push myself. We'll just do this whole third set light song thing. <laughs> That's what we go. Do you have do. any shows for this year? Yes. So I've actually, I'm already booked in Cincinnati, Denver, Seattle. Um, I've got three shows here. Oh nice! Um, I'm in this motherfucker. I'm in this motherfucker. I love the I love the scene. It's really underrated, to be honest. There's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of talent here. Yeah, I found a lot of dope artists doing my YouTube because I was doing, like, I had to do so many videos. I did like a lot, a lot of artists. Yeah. And so yeah. I would just find like, and that's who I like. I have like a non, you know, copyright or whatever playlist, and I just play like all their music usually. That's love. That's love. All right, and then the nonprofits that you had, are you still active with those? Yeah, so the Equality Pack, we'll be doing some real special things this year. Like, we're actually located more in the central Illinois area. That's where we do most of our concentration. Okay. And so I went to high school. That's how I got with all these people that are a part of it. But um, we'll always still have content, like, on our social media to, like, speak to, like, social injustice and the things that are going on right now. So please follow us. We still have the equalitypack.org. Um, the, the, at the equality pack at Facebook and Instagram. Um, so please don't hesitate to follow us there. And then mothers raising sons. Mothers raising sons was actually a nonprofit that I worked with for a couple of years. It's been, it's been a while since I worked with them, but shoot, shout out to them, man. They still doing amazing work. Um, I've still always brought in as a consultant, um, um, just when they're, coming up with like their summer programs and stuff like that. I'm still involved in that. So shout out to y'all, man. Love what you guys are still doing. So keep it up. All right. So this is the gift box. Pick whatever you want out of it. Pick it up. And... This? Yeah. Pick it up. It won't hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, what the fuck? Damn, lady. <laughs> you nice. Oh, wow. Look, I'm finna take what's on top. Is that cool? Yeah. We got the Royal Blunt Goji Berry. Shout out to them. They always hook it up. I love them. Fire, lights. Y'all already know. 
Ganja Great berries, gift. man. Great gift. Hey, I got it. Did you have a good time? This was dope, man. This was super dope. I really, really enjoyed myself. I really appreciate y'all having me on Super Humble. Um, but I knew I knew it'd be a good time because I can say I love I love your content. Definitely a fan of what you do. So I always be tuning in. All right, y'all. Until next time. Creeping on the come up, dumping on every first of the month.